The Sable Knight, an epic, by Joshua Lawrence Marvel, read by Garrett Grove. For the chivalrous and the creator, a knight in shining armor is a man who has never had his metal truly tested. Anonymous. Alas. Exclamation. Literary. Humorous. An expression of grief, pity, or concern. Sable. Adjective. Literary. Heraldry. Adjective. Sable. Black. Prologue. Lucifer speaks with wicked vigor in words that seek demons. Orders him to earth, the world on fire, with great hurt, the world conquered, never to rise. 1. The Night in the Village Sing of the sleeping woman, and the fairy that kept her captive from the world of man. Sing and make claim for the greatest hero of his day, and proclaim, Behold the sable knight with the crimson robe laced in gold, with a shield of iron and sword so cold, thrown upon a mighty destrier, an oath of chivalry, and a scorn of fear. The very thought of danger, enticement of battle, and the thrill of adventure urged him on in youth, but now love in the search for truth. On the course road with determination, moving as though prodded with a goad, he arrived at a small village, a castle upon a hill, old and filled with age, and bestowed upon them a great curiosity that flowed from him. The children crowded around the rider and his mighty horse, and more than a few women waved and called till their voices turned hoarse. Who art thou, brave sir, whose arm is strong, but thy heart stronger? Who art thou in sable plate, in crimson robe, with a mind of sate? The stranger lifted his visor, his enclosed helm engraved with silver, and eyes that proved none wiser. When he spake, the town grew silent, their ears inclined, and their hearts beated quiet. He spake, Who am I? The one who wanders, the one who will always try. My quest hath no rest, till it finds its target, and in victory invest. I shall tell thou my tale of love and war, with my success and fail. Born gently was I, in the crib of a king, a prince who wouldn't ne'er cry, but rather wander in the wood, in search of hares and white stags, to slay them if I could. These feats I performed, in the comforts of dream, though in life they were always unharmed. O oh, my tenth year, a young dame arrived, looking rather queer. Wearing a boy's hunting cloak and trousers to match, she stood out among the visiting folk. She found me on the hunt, I declared her a boy, and she declared me a runt. Her behavior was most curious. She hummed a faint song, and moved towards the weaponry like someone furious. First did she weave crown of roses, and briars with no shame, tiara upon head, was my playful name for dame. Then taking a bow while she sang, her short hair waving, she let off an arrow with a loud twang, and slew a small critter, then taunted me, asked me to do better. I took up her wager with the courtesy of a knight, then just as quickly slaughtered a badger. The petite lady with her boyish hair gave me a kiss in the tree's shady embrace. My disgust for her strange ways soon broke and crumbled as her age increased and her face changed. Her character never to quiver, always the same behavior, even when it grew cold and she shiver. Narrow complaint and discomfort, though it was often chilled inside the stone fort. Her beauty seemed to increase with each passing moon, and our friendship couldn't cease. Long fall walks with the leaves drifting and the loving talks. Alas, the world kept moving. The devil came between countries, and the warriors began introducing. I was called to lead, to command an army, follow my creed, of authority. Though trials were long, I bid adieu to my sweet love, and took my leave in wake of her song. Betrothed we were to one another, our love made of iron, linked together so none could bother. Four years was I away, our love separated, as we were led astray. Hopeful was I that we would reunite, and romance wouldn't shy away. Alas, Lucifer hath different plans, and unleashed his wrath. A wicked worm, a fay of old, rose to pillage and burn. And in his evil crusade, caught eyes with my fair love, and took her from the raid. Locking her beauty in a bewitched castle, surrounded by the thickest of thistles, that none dared to wrestle. 
The evil fairy perched upon the highest tower as guard and searched for any brave knight who so with lance and shield might attempt to do what is right. Many he has slaughtered, the graves in his castle always full, and so challengers have faltered. Word reached me upon my victory ground, the blood glistening under the sun, my tears mixed with the brilliant red to the dame I love, life or death, I said, and mounted my mighty steed to travel the distance, to accomplish the deed, with blackened armor in mourning, white robes soaked in my enemy's blood till it turned crimson, I set out in the morning. And so before thee I stand, with love in my heart and revenge in my hand. For this dragon faced all its ebony eyes could see, many brave knights who were felled, but the demon hath ne'er faced me. Thou askest my name and mission, the morning I hath. My name is Sir Aldemar, the lost prince, the wanderer. My broken soul and shattered mind, my quest to maketh whole, the love of a dame, the hate of a demon, to put me to shame. 2. The Sable Knight and the Lion. Tears fell from the woman's eyes. Their minds touched, their heart and ties. An ancient hag, wise in years, dressed in rag, comforted the Sable Knight with crimson robe, revenge and love in his sight. Thou hast been through enough to break the wills of men and take their lives and snuff them out. Your story hath touched us all. Now go and unleash your wrath upon this creature so vile, the ancient cur. Take this crucifix, wear it upon thy breast, with no problem is without fix. Now take leave, O sable knight, thy heart hath the strength to slay evil upon sight. The sable knight took the cross and laid it upon his breast, with brow furrowed and mind cross. The smith wrought a lance only a king could wield, the tip of steel for balance, an oaken handle from a mighty tree, hardened with a candle, gripped in his rough hand, bound in steel and rubbed in sand. He thanked them for their generosity, and passed through low and grim, and traveled down a cobblestone path, horse hooves on the cold hard ground. The sable knight then happened upon a tree, with a lion underneath, demanding a fee. Sable knight with crimson robe, thou must give unto me the fee, or tis the end of the journey you rode. The sable knight responded, with vigor and righteous anger, leaving the lion confounded. Wicked creature under thy tree, thou art the payer, I the collector, for it is you who shall give me the fee. Thy strength is mighty, but thy mind tis small, not strong at all, but flimsy. So I will gift thou with riddle, and if thou answers truthfully, thou may sup on my flesh with sizzle. But if thou answers falsely, then thou shalt hang thyself from this tree, and never again shalt thou rob and feast upon a man as one feast on a cow. The lion agreed to this little game of mystery and knowledge, seeking only fame, and listened intently as the sable knight laid out the riddle carefully. Tis a strange thing that always waves but never says hello. Its very nature to comfort and protect, and moves from place to place without a single detect. What is this thing so marvelous and kind? Pray tell me and sing. The wicked lion cursed the sable knight for thinking of something so well versed, and licking his lips, cheated the game, planning for tears and rips, and lunged upon the adventurer, his teeth white with anticipation and hunger. But the sable knight was prepared, and with his strong arm the lion was ensnared, and impaled him on his lance of steel, then hung the lion's carcass from the tree, never again to feel human flesh in his evil teeth again, nor in spite reveal the dishonest fee, and rob the poor and helpless under that tree. Then the knight in the sable plate, without a hint of fright, rebuked the body for its sins in life based in hell so fiery. A wicked creature, hanging from the tree, face without feature. But that of the devil, with the thrust of my lance, I have ended thy evil. The truth to my puzzle on the day that you now rue is that of a tree that always waves but never spake to demand a fee. And with that he turned and continued on his way past the lion he had spurned. 3. The Sable Knight and the Red Knight Through wood and river, in hills and valleys, to mountains with shiver, he made his way through great winter lands with people that had no say in life, but rather gawked at him going by under the watchful lords who hawked. The Sable Knight soon happened upon a strange knight, clad in red with ruby boon, who called him and taunted his strength and wisdom. What saith you, O Sable Knight, with iron shoe? Though I am clad in red with leather shoes, I am more worthy than thee, lad. Fight me if you wish to pass, or are you weak in heart, and do not truly care about your lass? 
The Sable Knight spake, and a chuckle escaped as he declared the knight a fake. Sir Knight in red, I know who sent thee, and very soon thou shalt be dead. For my arm is stronger than thou, and my love hath never faltered. I call thy bluff, now take up thy lance, if thou wishes the fight to be tough. And so the two mounted their steeds and checked their plate, then charged each other to do the deeds. The crack was that of thunder, shard splintered as the red knight committed his blunder. The sable knight's lance, wrought with kindness and love, held in their violent dance, pierced the red knight and slew him before it could really be a fight. The blood flew red and stained the pure snow, surrounding where the red knight lay dead. Without a word, the sable mounted his steed and sheathed his sword, and continued on his way, leaving the red knight underneath trees that sway. 4. The Sable Knight and the Weeping Youth Throughout harsher lands still, the Sable Knight traveled with heart of courage, his stomach air without its fill. Then happened he upon a young youth with water in the eyes, and youthful face devoid of any fun. Curious as to the youth's predicament, he dismounted and knelt to his level, and proceeded to comment. Youth, thine eyes flow as though at the beginning of a river, filled with sorrow. Why dost thou cry? Why hath thou chest filled the brim with sorrow that prevents ye from glancing at the sky? The weeping youth spake, with great emotion in his poor voice, and so to story none could fake. O sable noble knight, thy kindness is welcome, and shall comfort me through the night. Many a year ago, my hamlet cheerful and hospitable was attacked with fury and lust for bloodlet, and convinced my sweet mother, with the courage of a lioness, that protects her cub from any wicked bother, took me in her grasp, and carried me far into desert, until breath could only be taken in gasp. Hunted we did, hares and other vermin, built a cottage to live, far from the land of evil men. The meat we lay upon salt, and preserved the flesh, for many years with ne'er a fault, alas, so fateful day, that thou cometh so suddenly, and kill without say. A man arrived, foul in look, his brawn hath the authority, and anything he saw he took. My mother he defiled and humiliated. With our meat he committed theft. His thirst and desire could not be abated. We didn't eat for days thrice, our tongues melting and stomachs in vice, until my life-giver, God rest her soul, gave up her body for a common sinner as food. Oh, cursed mouth! <laughs> that ate and found it good. My life is shambles. Thy heart has turned from me, rather than risk my sin and gambles that hath no place on this earth, and caused me in desperation to devour the woman whom my life gave birth. <sighs> so leave me to cry with bloody teeth and hands, oh, leave me to die. With last solemn word, and to himself scorn and confession so mighty, he returned to mourn. The sable knight spaketh, thy sin is great, but thy tragedy knoweth no bounds, and harrow and sorrow, and surpass my own grounds. Whether I should slay thee, you youth of hellish deeds, or save thou with Christ's decree of grace and forgiveness. And so I mourn with thee, and there shall this horrid tale go into forgetfulness. And that noble sable knight's eyes, weakened in sorrow and anger, gave in to fits and cries, and held the tragic youth in his hands, refusing to let him die, and carried him out of the sands and snow. On the destrier he sat, the sable knight behind, who fed him holy food till he was fat and continued upon his journey with youth, with no rival to his tragic story, then delivered him unto a family full of love, with the warmth to undo the crimes of his youth, and find forgiveness and heal his sinful tooth. The sable knight's spirit was shaken, his tragedy now not so tragic, his sorrow almost forsaken, but lo, his rage returned, that through the works of Lucifer, even the innocence of youth was spurned. And so, with determined dedication, he moved forward to grant the dragon death in his love salvation. 5. The Sable Knight and the Temptress Further down the road, the knight traveled without fear and disregard for forebode. A beautiful castle appeared in sight, offering hospitality and warmth for the brave Sable Knight. And upon entering the gate, a beautiful woman came unto him, and loving and comforting words she create. Dearest sir, Handsome sir, upon thy steed, come dine with me, and tell tale of thy deed. Thy muscles tightly knit, as though Vulcan hath carefully crafted them, laying each layer down with tight fit. 
Come and sup at my ivory table with golden goblets brimmed with fine wine, O sable knight. Thou art the finest in chivalry. Thy skill in battle is unmatched. I have heard of thy feats with the cavalry, how in thy white polished armor with glistening sword struck fear into the enemy's very core, as though drove them away with one great charge, their courage dipped and swayed, and sent them in full flight back to their land so far out of sight. O Prince Aldemar, your legend only grows, a legend none can mar. Stay with me, O Prince, stay and accept my love that none have ever known now or since. That sable knight eyes flashed with rage, and the thumping of his heart crashed in unison with his brain, as he spake ferociously, words spilling out like rain. Adulteress, wicked fiend, thou suggest that I soil the state of my being and sleep with a hag that has known no such righteousness of God. Thy rich garment is nothing but a rag compared to the damsel held captive by the wicked worm, so this dinner shall be but a cancel, for thy own wretched body must pay for the suffering thou intended upon me, and thou cannot have a say, for thou hast spake enough of sin and shame, now prepare for death so rough. And with one strong arm he drew his great sword, and with one strike he slew the false temptress, who, sent by Lucifer, ought to have rendered him helpless. And over her broken frame, the sable knight spake soft but firm to strengthen his name. That was correct, wretched woman. I wore the white garb and led a charge into the army led by wicked man. But that man hath left, the pure joy hath vanished, taken away through theft of love so strong, beauty unrivaled, and mouth full of song. Dark I hath made my plate, for in mourning I am my shoulders and my mind carrying a burdensome weight. Enjoy hell, temptress of Lucifer, but fret not. Thou shalt not be alone, for unto this dragon death I shall confer. And so in righteous rage, the sable knight strode away on steed, greatest warrior of this age, and onward he rode, onward into uncertain lands where evil is sowed. 6. The Sable Knight and the Wandering Troop Upon a stony road with wood to either side, the sable knight rode. Peddlers passed by, their rags with stories to tell, leaving the listener to tell between truth or lie. A traveling troop, in and out of towns they went, performing and then begging for soup. From their audiences on the way, to the city where good men go astray. T'was upon this stony road, full of sad and wicked tales, that the sable knight rode, and happened upon said troop, their bells jingling on their heads, begging for soup. Dearest jesters, spake the knight, what misfortune festers, that thouest art in rags and hungry on thy rugged cart. Once filled with color, but now grazed, thy body's crouched and duller. Speak, tell thy story, lest it be too tragic, with plot of mourning and detail so gory. With weary step the master rose, and spake with weary lips, but careful were the words he chose. What does it mean to thee? Our misfortune meaneth not to wealthy kings traveling over land and sea. Thy sibyl armor hath neither cheap steel nor weak straps. Thou clearly art no crier. Our misfortune is worse than any form of noble that borne down this on thy horse. Rich we once were, laughter followed our bright costumes that warmed any that spake burr, and comforted the children who followed our mission complete to make people laugh, even our equipment the children, with our consent, borrowed. Alas, then cometh Satan, wings of flame and diamonds a lovely face, not bright, rather tan. Beautiful he was as he soared over the city so peaceful and innocent. His evil only surpassed by the sky as it poured. Darkness came soon after, an inferno after that, which consumeth flesh and laughter. No soul would giveth laughter to our performance, as crown and cloth became essential to the jester. Generosity fled bread with it. Our people began to sleep among the dead. Our clothes grayed and rotted as the seams frayed and broke, as our joy drifted off in my family so tell me this, O sable knight, is thy story so mournful that it is worthy of our darkest night? Or shall it be placed in the grave amongst the other inferior vengeance plots? Who must you save? The sable knight bowed his mighty head, then turned towards the crowd. O wise jester, entertaining fool, within me sin should fester and take hold of my soul, tarnishing my name and clouding my goal. Vengeance cannot be my motive, rather action than feeling, what more could I give? 
Love hath my heart and mine. God leadeth me to mine goal and giveth me an evil to grind and slay it where it stands. So yes, fool, thy story wins in sorrow and shifting sands, but thy love for laughter and joy can ne'er face my love for my fair beauty, nor quench my anger for wretched fairy I shall destroy. The jester stared in awe at the venerable man before him. Ne'er had he heard anything so noble. Come with us, O sable knight, to the city. Fulfill your journey through us. Clean thy armor, sword, and spear so filthy. And so the sable knight came into the care of the wandering troop, off to the great city where evil and life were the same. 7. The Sable Knight in the City Enter city, the knight and troop, with walls so tall and pretty. Guards stiff as a crate, with long spears and coats of plate. Let them in with the warning to commit no sin, in the eyes of their pagan king, lest the sinner dies. And so submitting to rules so stern and unfitting, that they should forsake their lord and savior, lest they be put to the sword. They entered the city, the sable knight and troop, with walls so high and pretty. They came unto the center market, where the troop entertained and begged, always asking for soup and ne'er taking it. The sable knight bid adieu to the troop as one friend to another and refused their gift of rare soup, only to march through the streets to find the pagan king and hear of his feats. But as he traveled, he came across a scathing riot. Townspeople come unraveled. Blood and bricks shouted at shiny guards, Go to thy homes, dirty pricks! Shouting his way through a struck guard, glaring at the man who threw the brick that drew blood and attempting to strike, was struck by the mob and thrown into the crud. Then hell unleashed upon the mob as guards and peasant clashed, son on father and father on son, sucking the noble knight into the sort of sinful brawl that should only happen at night. Having been struck by club and clipped by sword, the sable knight wrenched away the guard's club and struck any who stood in his path, plowing his way through the dishonorable brood. A path he cut and struck and fought to the palace steps to the pagan king he sought, and tore up the steps of stone and into the palace, where sat the pagan king upon his throne. 8. The Sable Knight and the Pagan King Seeing the Sable Knight, the king addressed, Sable Knight with crimson robe and sword so cold, what butchery thou hath showed by striking thy way into my kingdom, thy Christian filth seems to find thy way upon my feet, standing in a king's presence, I demand thee take a seat. Or hath thou come to plead on my behalf? To take home seed, to save thy home from famine, to bow to my gods is nothing to have shame in. So what say you, stupid knight? Upon what is this visit to you? The sable knight, his pride hurt, his rage black as night, rose his voice and stood, defiance was his choice. Drawing his sword, he shouted and gave the king his word. Pagan king, upon thy throne, clearly I see the influence Satan upon thee shown. Anger in my sword shall find thy heart, and take all that is thine, as a hunter takes a heart. Draw thy sword, O wicked fiend, face thy match, forget thy cowardice, and do this thing. Come and stand for your gods, as I stand for mine and my land. The pagan king rose from his seat, rage filling his heart to the brim, that this commoner might attempt this feat, and face a king who hath never known defeat. Only a fool would do this thing. His sword flashed, and sparks flew, as the two clashed. Strength and courage in two, forever locked in battle, such traits only known by a few. Cries of anger and cries of hate amongst the two fighters, one a stranger. But for his god the sable knight prevailed, in grasping the blade like one does a rod. He smashed the cross guard into the pagan's king golden crown. The king's head became wounded by golden shard and hatred burned in the king's heart, with demonic strength he countered, as demons worked his blade sharp. He crushed the sable knight to the ground, and black paint gave way for white, as he picked himself up without a sound. The pagan king let loose a gasp, to see brilliant white from the thin scratch. His sword struck the ground with a rasp. The king exclaimed, Only one hath access to such colored armor. Thou art not the commoner I claim thee to be. Thy name is royalty, thou art of purple blood, I now see. Prince Aldemar thou art, but thy hath come violently into my kingdom, and therefore I shall send thee away in a cart. And so death rode screaming, strikes sending sparks, the sable knight's armor steaming. Upon his knees the sable knight fell, his weary head aching as he looked into hell, 
His love's face showed itself and shed tears of blood that this should be the end of himself. Yet no, he thought, as he gazed at her face. My life is thine, and I shall survive, no matter what devils I face. With great effort he dove and dodged the king's blade, pushing away the king falling from his shove. Then taking up a candle in his hand, he threw it upon the thrushes, lighting a fire that burned men and made glass of sand. Throwing the wicked king into rages, the ashes and embers floating, building for the fight of the ages. And in the fire they fought, and hewed chunks of armor, as death for each other they sought. When finally with great effort and pain, the sable knight rendered the pagan king slain, and announced to the city that their fortune was made, and never more shall their names be equated with pity. Then mounting his horse, he bid them adieu, leaving the body of the king lying on the street, his soul in hell, forever reminded of the day he now rue. Yet the sable knight continued, his conscience clean, sword and scabbard and lance in hand. He traveled to land civilization hath ne'er seen. 9. The Sable Knight in the Mountains Upon a great mountain range he happened with folks so wonderful and strange. The snow so white and pure, the sable knight hath found peace for sure. But blood and sorrow seeped in white guaranteed him depressing morrow, as he came upon a looted village littered with the dead regardless of age. Until at last he happened upon an old man, who upon seeing that fearsome frame away into the pines he ran, and spurring his horse the sable knight pursued and chased, lest the lone witness escape by flight. With brawny grip he grabbed his collar, and sat him down on fallen tree, and asked why the scene should be so sour. The man spake through tears, a voice quivering in pain, eyes and mind full of tears. <laughs> Alas, thou shalt hear my story, O knight in sable plate, why my home so sorry and gory, flew a wicked fay over our land, leaving all astray, and burning our lovely snow off the rocks, preventing the joy of a winter show. And so, with courage in their hearts, our bravest knights charged foul beast, alas, only to come back in carts, their bodies ripped in two, none could face and defeat this beast, this thing no man can do. So enraged evil came, descended upon our hamlet, and raised our homes in fire and flame. Before my eyes, my wife and children were cut down. Only then did this creature go back to his den. Why art thou here, O sable knight? If thou wishest to charge such a beast, thou best prepareth for a fight. What doth thou hope to accomplish in such a feat, unless glory is how thy cope? Passionately, the sable knight responded, spake his story ferociously, and the old man's charge rebounded. Love hath brought me here, old man, for myself I have nothing to fear. True love hath been taken from me, taken by foul demon, and I shall bring her back, thou shalt see. Thou hath mourned greatly, lost much, but I hath need to hurry, lest I lose just as much. So climb on my mount, so I may take thee to safety and such. The old man gripped the knight's outstretched hand, and mounted mighty Destrier, to find a new home if he can. 10. The Sable Knight and the Three Guards Upon setting the old man down in a safe place to live out the rest of his life, the Sable Knight continued without frown. Exiting the mountains through a small pass, he came across three guards who declared that he would not pass through. The noble knight scoffed, anger built in his veins that he might be delayed till his blood boiled and frothed. He spake, Wilst thou ne'er let me pass through? Thy life is in my hands due to this injustice, as thou shalt see. Hath the devil sent thee to slow me down? If such is so, tell him that he himself must show, if he wishes for thy task to be completed, lest I put thee in a cask. The guard spake quickly, with evil glint in eye, words so sharp and filthy. Thy cause cannot be continued. Thy journey ends here. With our help thou shalt be subdued. Great dragon hath sent us to inflict thee with wounds, wounds of blood and pus. Thou might be king of Poitou, but thou art weak here in snow, our home in might over you shroud. Take up thy arms, O turn to fight, lest thou come to harms. Then drawing his sword, the sable knight advanced in snow and cloud, darkness coming quickly with the night, and struck at the enemy, shield raised, blood flowing freely. As rocks broke, armor bent, and swords and spear traveled in strokes. The three wicked guards met their match that night, 
as quickly as shards. Find the heart and fill with death, his sword Hades guided, that gripped souls as they breathed their last breath. Hard they fell, their cries of anguish followed them to hell. In the sable knight with crimson robe laced in gold, with shield of iron and sword so cold, mounted his throne, his destrier, with knotted muscles, who followed his spear. Then continued he on his journey to tall towers, in the pursuit of family. 11. The Sable Knight and the Wise Man On the road the Sable Knight grew low, depressed he became, sorrow in his mind did grow. When he came unto a wise man, a priest with crucifix on breast, patrolling the filthy land, then calling out to him, the Sable Knight fell upon his knees to confess his sin, that he might be elated and hear a wise word before he continue on journey faded. Wise priest, hath God sent thou to cure my lowly state that hath made me bow? Help me with my wise words. I have traveled far to find what seems to be at length of swords. Yet never appears such trophy, such victory seems at loss, instead blood and tragedy. Give me thy wisdom, O priest, thy opinion, why on this land doth evil feast. Then did wise man respond, his lips moved rapidly, knowledge did he don. Thus he spake with great vigor, words neither wicked nor fake. When God hath laid his mighty hand on the empty waters forming on the earth's sand, and molded dirt into man and with a rib woman, Satan in his wickedness soiled the mind of Adam and created an eve restlessness, that fruit on a single tree might be too unfair, too great an offense to oversee. And with great malice Satan's sons created in woman monsters, dragons of the womb, evil had been written in runes on stone, impossible to remove until on faithful third day that stone didn't move. Christ did arise with words so merry, then ascend unto God and Virgin Mary, the world rejoicing as this good church came into being, but fear and misfortune abounded. Rome broke disciples wretched on evil, this empire founded. Then with good faith our Lord protected, and unto Constantine he saith, Kind words of grace, and conversion came to Constantine in Rome. Peace rest finally on the church's face. But now thou seest, now misfortune hath come again, thou experience no new beast. Demons have been sent on this world, except thy demise, hell and earth hath burrowed. And maybe in Eon's time this struggle might be resolved, vengeance to this crime. For that is thy purpose, no? With bloody sword and armor colored like the birds that crow. The sable knight spake, Indeed, when I began this journey, vengeance was my creed. But thou art wrong to assume that now love is not my song. The earth deserves justice, that is true. Yet my love hath become restless, and conquered my sinful anger, gave way to righteousness, focused my journey on her, my love, my queen, taken viciously by the devil, the most beautiful woman thou hast e'er seen. Vengeance hath brought me far, yet love hath taken me farther, through wear and tear many a scar. Monsters I have fought, Many more lie ahead. Death we both have sought. Hell hath overflowing anyone that face me. Know where they will be going. Then responded the wise man, If that is true, then thy quest for thy woman has holy purpose, and therefore thou hath permission in thy justice to slay the devil in warmth. Let not thy conscience fail thee, lest thou be thrown into hell's hearth. One last test awaits thee, O sable knight. Pass lest thou loseth what thou see. And so with courteous acknowledgement, the sable knight went on his way as to deliver the Lord's judgment. 12. The sable knight and the demon Hain. Came he, the sable knight with crimson robe, laced in gold, with sword so cold, upon ye two beings far, demon and fairy, locked arm in arm in eternal war. Neither gaining, yet upon seeing the knight, the demon began fraining. Assist me, sable knight. The quest is futile without my fearsome sight. Thou knowest me as Hain. Release thy anger. Assist me in killing this bane on my existence. Then I will assist thee, lest thou loseth sense, and help this fool, this fairy so kind and cruel. Doth thou wisheth success? Doth ne'er waste thy breath with kindness for grace, and thoughtfulness hath no place in battle? Doth thou wisheth loss, to be slaughtered like cattle? Then help my enemy, run me through, live in demonic infamy, yet lose thy fight, thy love dieth in vain, and thou shalt disappear in the night. 13. The Sable Knight and the Feyamore. Then spaketh the fairy with passionate conviction to prevent tragedy. Forgo thy hatred, Prince Aldemar, 
my name Amor, the Lord said, fairy of love and war. Chivalry hath guided thee through fire and storm. Thy journey's end is near. Castle despair draws close. Thy prize is near. Let not thy vengeance guide thee and reject thy temptations and assist me. The victory can ne'er be guaranteed. Thy woman on high tower, locked in my thorn bushes, ground turned sour, can be rescued. Her story I know. Let it not be construed. Then asketh the sable knight, What is this story? What happened that faithful night? The fay amor spake, At her birth my love was blessed, With beauty none could fake. Then blessed was she, By fay far and wide, Each with unique decree, All good and holy in the Lord's eyes. Then tragedy befell her name so pure, A wicked worm, feud in fur, Fell upon the castle, Cursed child, and fled in speedy haste and hustle, That thy love might greet misfortune when engaged, when ring on finger's seat, I saw her finger pierced on loom, blood drawn, she fainted, falling with impending doom. Drops continue, lest she be drained, three days remain till fate ensue, and death on throne reign, till holy light be shown. Then sable knight spaketh thus, Thou hast gifted me honest answer, with thy help this demon we shall crush. And taking his mighty lance, he pierced and damned Hain, freeing Amor from deadly dance. Then off to castle despair they traveled, in nervous silence, demonic wrath unraveled. 14. The Sable Knight at the Castle Despair Amor and the Sable Knight unto castle despair traveled in endless night, that came upon the land in fury, bringing it hordes of evil men, the corpses they buried. Unto this land zealous pair came to war against hell and spare, the Sable Knight's love, an impregnable tower, her demise arriving like to hand comes glove. A shadow, a dark storm, the arrow leaving the bow, piercing the cloth, finding the heart, killing in wrath. So they came unto castle despair, the deed they shall do. Steel and stone, a mighty citadel, streets covered in bone of past heroes, who tried their hand, then died in mighty throes of pain, in great numbers, these heroes slain. Surrounded by thorn, tangled in skulls, dead heroes did that wicked fence adorn. Not fearing the end, but only failure, did the sable knight send his thorn into a thorn bush, hacking, parting the walls did he push, till unto courtyard they came, steps leading up the stone so hard, to top of citadel, dark and gloomy, only evil did it tell. At the top of citadel did sit, dragon so tall, wicked fay upon his throne, leading the world astray. Seeing the companions, he laughed, predicting their death, a plan so cracked. Then did few din fur call upon them, darkness in his voice, aura so deep and dim. Prince Aldemar, thou hath come far, thy strength is admirable, thy trials great and hard. But now thou hath arrived, at thy destination, strength from hell derived, in one final test, a trial to pass, then may thou find rest in Abraham's bosom as thy life ebbs away and thine eyes see thy doom. My personal guard thou shalt fight, demons one and all. Good luck to thee, sable knight. Thy love shall die by end of day, thy hope taken and crushed, thy life thrown away. Thy fairy companion is weak. Compared to my strength, her blood shall I drink. So come to fight me, Aldemar. Come and see the power of hell. The might of my guard thou shalt ne'er kill. Then lunged the fay Amor, at wicked beast her aim to kill sure, leaving Aldemar in conflict with demons from hell risen from the crypt, fighting with every inch of his breath, fighting towards the sergeant, fighting to the death, but weakness overwhelmed him, his arms grew weak, and blows covered him as sin covers the heart. He fell fighting, wounds opening, blood to start flowing, the white shining through, and small scratches on his sable armor, the demons did what they came to do. Thoughts of his journey assailed. Through sorrow, hope, and love, the sable knight prevailed, beat off his attackers, one by one. They staggered and fell, bodies piled till, stood he and the demon sergeant alone. Anger buildings, minds rent. Enraged, the knight's charge met with the clash of many sins, mixing and boiling till barged. Forward did the sergeant go. Down came the sable knight, twas the end of the crow, colored knight. Down came axe so bloody, so quick, and deadly. As a more lost sight of that brave sable knight, then laughed the dragon. <laughs> Thou hast lost, fay of light. 
Angels sent by God. Thou hast lost, failed thy job. With crushing blow he brought her low, laughing as he beat and cut till blood came down like sheet. Spaketh evil, thy champion lies dead, and my sergeant doth dreams abandon, and be wrung at the neck. Thy war is lost, thy body hath I wreck. As I have wrecked the world with sorrow and doom, selfish desire in their mind curled, and festered mightily, their wickedness arriving, evil distributing stringently. Take thy prayer, send them to heaven before this end by stranger in moral grounds, that thou might have one sounds, foolish and strange, lest by miracles thy fate should change. Then raising his mighty head, did he open his mouth to bite off her head. 15. The Sable Knight and the Dragon Then did arrive the sound of metal on solid stone. The Sable Knight was alive. Up the steps of the citadel he climbed, with no words to tell, the head of the demon sergeant in his hands in his stead. He held up his trophy, let it fall to the ground, then lifted his sword so deadly, his lance broken, horse dead, but his love and courage ne'er forsaken. Staggered with blood and gore, spurting with wounds, the knight's body beat and sore, and shocked at few, stare upon his foe. Behold Sable Knight with torn red robe, gold faded, armored scratched, sword no longer cold, but warm in the blood of thirty fiends. At the top of the steps the Sable Knight stood, raised his mighty head and helm, his eyes upon wicked fay, ice from steel did he overwhelm. The fairy in shame, that this man might refuse to give up on his dame. Then spaketh the prince in sable, his voice carried steel and iron, betrayed his weak body. I promise God, however I am able, I will slay thee with my sword, save my love, I gave my word. Thou hast set upon me many trials, each harder than the last, now I fight thee upon these frozen tiles. Then beating his breast he spake, I slew thy lion, the cheat and fake, I slew thy red knight, thou set upon me, he went down with barely a fight. I slew thy lovely temptress, thou sent to seduce me, that I forgo my love and become less. I slew thy pagan king, tyrant of his people poor, with zealous hand, wicked thing. I slew thy three guards on mountain pass, death gripped them in icy shards. I slew the wicked fiend Hain, saved a moor, wicked demon slain. I met thy victims, many with few possessions, their eyes dim, their sorrow great. Life ebbing away, thou hast tied their hope to a grate, and burned it with fire, wicked creature, lying among the slain, twas the children they sire, into life, wishing for love, but receiving hate, burning bright on a stove. I met a wise man, learned my folly, that with vengeance I can do nothing, but with love everything. My goal now and forever, to save my love, and protect her from wicked sever. Finally I slew thy guard, and thy sergeant, my way they barred, to you, mighty fay, thou wished for my death to lead me astray. Thou hast faced many a knight strong, but thou hath ne'er faced me. Then dragon took great breath, unleashed hellfire upon sable knight, that he meet death. In a moor, kind of moor, cried out in horror. Prince Aldemar, thy life is in peril. Hold thy ground, that thou might prevail. Avoid thy armor that may flake like shale. Take thy shield, save thy hide, look at thyself, thou must survive to save thy bride. Sable paint on shield flaked, showing brilliant white, till fire's thirst was slaked. And the sable knight once again stood tall, the sight of rampant red lion on white struck fear in the hearts of all. And taking his sword he charged, might behind the blow sliding, the snow in the water sparged, as he cut the leg of mighty fay, who bringeth ruin to the people, one so happy and gay. Ne'er a word he spoke, has he cut and slashed, till dragon delivered, cunning stroke, sent night spinning to the ground. No other creature had he fought like this one, nor had the sound of anger this fate had. Rising he attacked, his heart mad, with rage and frustration, he beat at the monster, all the while flames licked at his legs, his joints clicked and ached, his mission almost completed, still nothing he spake, Quiet rage overtook, his body victory suck, and ran up the walls, dragon following, then with mighty courage that ne'er stalls, he leaped at wicked face head, sore through flesh, cleaved as knife and bread. As off it came, death throws of scales, all the same.
His wounded and battered body struck ground, his sword covered in blood of wicked army. Victory was his own, carcasses left to become but bone. Then spake Amor, Great Prince Aldemar, thy armor hath no deservance upon thy breast to hang. Now lay this quest to rest, thy love in mighty tower must be awoken. Now thou must not cower. I gift you my soul, that thou might have strength to finish this journey, save the woman Satan stole. Then faded did she, kind Feamor, her spirit absorbed into he. The sable knight in torn crimson robe, laced in faded gold, with white shield of iron and sword no longer cold. His strength restored, he stared at tower tall, where his love be stored. 16. The sable knight in the sleeping beauty. Then gripping the stone, he began the climb, his courage shone. His journey almost done, the mountain climb, the race run. His foot slipped on wet stone, but he still climbed with vigor, his arms big, his heart bigger. Until at last he crested the stone shelf until window, pulled himself into the turret, lying around a fireplace with faggots. On the ground, he saw his love rushed over, duty bound. Stared upon pale eyes, felt no pulse, fell with wailing cries. No, my love. Thou hath brought me armor and glove to thy deathbed, find thee healthy rather than dead. My love to thee ne'er faltered, even as I sacrificed my vengeance upon an altar. Thou art beautiful in every way, even as thy soul ascends into heaven, thou art on thy way. I stand here weeping blood and tear, my briar rose, my talia. It was only thee I chose. I hath no purpose in this place, I wish for one last kiss upon thy lovely face. And with mourning he kissed her cold lips, sat in that room till morning. And as he prepared to leave, the sun rose for the first time in horrid land, and Briar Rose began to breathe, and rose from her soft grave with great joy. The sable knight held the woman he came to save. Looking upon her love, she smiled and laughed, then spake with the grace of a dove. Then spake Aldemar, with joy in his heart, Indeed, I have come far to find thee safe, my quest filled with trials and them danger rafe. Come with me, my love, let's go home and see, our castle, our home, court with our vassals, consummate our love upon our marriage bed, our love heaven smiles on. So traveled they back through the lands, to the home where they shall stay, ran into they the wise man, who welcomed them with great joy. Anything less he took in ban. Then upon the old fellow, left in house, with more food than he could swallow. Then in city they happened, pagans routed, new king upon the throne. They were welcomed in by the chaplain. Circus did greet, now prospering, and fat from their grains the day was saved, dirt no more, the people bathing. Then upon the youth they encountered, now with family young and happy, his sin forgiven, now in harmony he lived. Then in village they came, people joyous, their happiness the same, no tears in their eyes, only love shone, they danced in sighs. Then to castle they rode, the sable knight's journey done with nay monster forebode. But alas, his father had fallen, to the deadly plague, with wicked fay had befallen. The Sable Knight, an epic, by Joshua Lawrence Marvel, read by Garrett Grove. 17. The crowning of the sable knight in pretty briar rose. And when the time of mourning was done, in rose the sun. Aldemar and Talia were wed, joyous causes in the castle rose, as the two shared their bed. And Aldemar set his armor best, the sable knight to rest, until next catastrophe should come upon his land, another monster of infamy. Then after feast and wedding did Bishop spake of important task of setting crown upon Aldemar's head. So the people gathered in wondrous hall to celebrate and break bread, all bustling about, roses floating, cheering and running in as though in a rout. Then Bishop did arrive, with crown in hand, and sure bloodline survive. With mighty voice he spake, Come, all ye to the altar and throne of hero who hath come far, to save his love and serve his God watching from above. Hail to Prince Aldemar, our good leader and protector, 
This kingdom doth made by heroic kings and villains slayed. Blood for stone, glory for mortar, our kingdom hath grown into the might of thousands behind our knights. Now we hath acquired a knight and prince. Courage hath he sired, doom befell our land, took our late king, famine covered us like the sand. Still our prince continued on, he ne'er fleed then nor since. And fought wicked lion with wit, skewered him after upon lance and ground doth he sit. Then came to fox knight, armor in red. Killed again with lance, life fell into night, upon whitewashed whom he rode, resisted temptation, and to send his sword he drove. Cities hath he freed, kings hath he killed, rare is his breed of man, none more chivalrous, nor kind to man, their courage shrivels under his own, fall they do upon the bevels of his sword, the blade soaked with last word, blood soaks the ground, wicked fiends are dead, the devil hath forever bound, wicked fay lie dead casualty to their own lust, for power and comfortable bed. World burns no longer, towers and prisons rot, the innocent not in danger. Welcome, our great king, brave and pure, come all and sing. Hail to the chivalrous, who save the prey, slay the infamous. Hail to King Aldemar, our leader in darkness, carrying us far. Then entered Aldemar with queen crown upon his head, most glorious thou hast e'er seen. Upon throne they sat, under their rule did their people grow fat, and happy in abundance of food and joy. Cheered they did, then silent, as Aldemar spake, words candid. I serve thee with love in my heart, for all to see. But thou hast celebrated me rather than the reason I sit here. Until credit is returned, ne'er can I be sated. Look upon my wife, the love of my life, the reason I stand here, rather than in the sand deeply buried stone by head with tunic sullied. Your queen, my queen, loveliest sight thou hast seen. If she is to be loved rather than me, my wrath shall be abated. Then people cheered once more with respect in their eyes at Alamar's wise and humble words in store. Hail to Queen Talia, Briar Rose, the sleeping beauty wisely she hath chose. Spaketh the crowds in joy and wonder, like from light doth one remove the shroud. Visions of sun and moon, prince and princess with crowns of diamond, sent city to joyous swoon. And yet did sit, one old woman, wise with wit. Softly did she speak, then sang a bird song through its beak. Hail to the sable knight, with crimson robe, laced with gold, with shield of iron, and sword so cold. Throned upon a mighty destria, an oath of chivalry, and a scorn of fear. His story hath ended, his love recovered, the wrongs amended, his life a model in path of courage and love, not of wrath. Follow it, the Lord decreed, if thou dare, for those that do are a rare breed. This has been The Sable Knight, an epic by Joshua Lawrence Marvel, read by Garrett Grove.